Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This case, when I read the headline of this case, uh, my eyebrows went like on the ceiling because it should give you pause. A woman has filed a human rights case against a Toronto shelter for uh, female recovering addicts. And her claim is that the staff forced her to share a double room with a male transitioning to female. So he had not had the operation. But when she tried to find out what her rights were, Christy Hanna, that's the woman's name, was told by the Ontario Human Rights Legal Support Centre that because she described her roommate as a man, she was the one discriminating. Yeah, that's what I said. Really? This uh, woman is a 37-year-old, just so you've got the background, 37-year-old former paramedic who has uh, struggled with... um, past issues like sex abuse, substance abuse issues. And so it's taken a lot for her, I think, to come forward because it would for any woman who has been in the shelter system, any woman I've ever met, interviewed, spoken to who goes to a shelter system. First of all, it's a last resort. Second of all, they're going there because they're scared and they need help. Okay, and so for them to even come out and speak about this stuff is extraordinarily hard. So her story is... That she claims the this transgender woman had a hairy chest, facial hair, wore heavy combat boots, talked about his wife, a girlfriend that he got pregnant, and said things like Latina women um, are those that he prefers and would describe uh, women as hot. And this... I'm not sure if this is true. This is according to her claim. She says it made her and the other women in the shelter uncomfortable, which, yeah, if it's true, it would make you feel uncomfortable. And she says, while she's always supported the LGBTQ community, this whole thing has left her feeling, I think, very vulnerable. Because if she cannot be honest about how she feels, which I think is a very normal thing, if she can't feel, you know, honest about how she feels, how can she then feel safe? In the facility. I mean, is that not just a further abuse? And and this person may very well be transitioning, but if you've still got a penis, technically you're a man. And if these women, in this case, if this woman's recovery is being sabotaged because of this, doesn't she have the right to have her say privately without the fear of backlash? So no doubt um, there's going to be a lot of fallout from this. But, you know, there's certainly there's got to be a legal protection for political correctness. No, I want to bring in Dr. Pita Nankivel. I hope I'm saying that right, who is a friend of this woman who came forward. And um, this woman is is quite shy. And I, I think this has been very difficult. So um, Dr. Nankivel can speak on her behalf. And she joins me now. Hi there, doctor. Hi, Alex. How are you today? Well, I'm troubled by the headline, frankly. I mean, I don't think this is an everyday occurrence, but the fact is it should not be an occurrence at all. No, it shouldn't be. And um, 
I'm actually worried that this is becoming more and more common. I think we're, um, this case is kind of highlighting that, in fact, Christy is one of eight other women in this household, and she's the other eight women in the household are um, too scared to say anything because they don't want to be kicked out of the house. They don't want any repercussions. So I'm not sure how many other shelters this is happening at where the women are just too frightened to say anything. Well, right. I mean, the Ontario Human Rights, um, you know, I, I liken them to a kangaroo court. Um, I think it becomes very dangerous if someone like Christy, if you can't have a private conversation with, um, you know, a group that you're trying to seek legal um advice from without then, you know, being slapped over the wrist or being essentially called a prejudice, that's very, very troubling to me. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And it was troubling to us, obviously. We, um, we, I mean, we, we left that conversation with the legal service center feeling, um, feeling very confused, as you can hear from the audio, um, feeling very confused and very conflicted um, about where, A, where we should go and B, what our rights were. Um, and feeling like not only did Christy not have any rights uh, in this case, but where do women have any rights over uh, over men? Like, do women have in Canada have any rights over over men? Period. Okay, so in Christy's situation, she went into this shelter because she needed help. She felt vulnerable. And how uh, soon after she entered this this uh, shelter was she then put into a position where she was uncomfortable? So Christy, um, Christy had been living at the shelter for seven months and she'd been do- actually been doing really well. So to give you a little bit of history, Christy has been dealing with sobriety issues, uh, both alcohol and um, cocaine, for quite some time. She's a sexual abuse survivor, a rape survivor, um, and most women, I think you'll find in statistics, who are who do have a history of substance abuse also have a history of sexual abuse and male pattern, um, physical abuse, violence somewhere in their history. Um, and that's why they, a lot of these women tend to go to women's specific women's shelters because it, they feel safer amongst other women, especially those that are recovering from sexual abuse. And how quickly or how soon after, when she was in this facility, did this person then come in and, and um, you know, and, and I guess started to make people feel uncomfortable? So this happened last week. Okay. So this person had yeah. just come in? Just arrived. Okay. Yeah. So almost just as she's starting to feel safe and like she's Correct. working through the issues, in comes something that disrupts that. Correct. And was it something that they were able to talk about with the staff at the facility? Did anyone at the facility say, okay, we're going to take your um, uh, complaint? Did no one at any time think, I mean, I know it, we don't think outside the box anymore, but did anyone not have the common sense to say, you know what, Christy, we'll make sure you have your own room or that we put uh, this other person in a separate room? No, and that's been um, one of our concerns. Why has the shelter not, um, why has the shelter not done that? In fact, um, they've just said, no, well, this person is a woman and you'll be sharing a room with them and that's basically it. So what they have done is they said to Christy and another woman who's in the shelter is we'll give you indefinite leave. So basically get out of the shelter or stay in and suck it up 
um, and you can go home or go to a friend's house or go wherever you want. So she's missing out on her programming. She's missing out on her accountability if you're not comfortable with it. So basically get out or or be, or you're sharing a room with him. Um, so but, but this woman is not a woman because this person has not transitioned. So they are still no. very much a male. And if you've got hair on your face and hair on your chest and you're talking about other women, you know, if these accounts are true, then that is not uh, that they're they're. They're not accurate. No, this person is not a woman. This person is a, is a man, has male sex organs. There's no, has been presenting as a woman for eight months. Um, is not on hormone replacement therapy. Is you would meet him in the street and think that, you know, has a deep voice, has, you know, presents as a man, but. And lives with a group of women who are vulnerable. And and did anyone yeah. suggest or was there any kind of um, crossing the line? I mean, do they all feel unsafe? They all feel unsafe. So the women have signed a petition in the house. Um, one woman has been hospitalized four times Jeez. due to uh, uh, re-traumatization. One woman's been wetting the bed. Uh, one woman threatened suicide and had to be put into mental health. So there's, it's an escalating situation at the house right now where the women are completely unsafe, completely being re-traumatized, and they're not doing anything. Yeah. Um, we, we went back to the facility, or they, they called us um, uh, two days ago now, and they said that Christy's option at this point was either to move back in with this man, with the trans person, right. or to um, move into a fire exit room, which does not have a closable door. And I said to them, why can't you put the uh, trans person in the, in the separate room? And they said that they wouldn't. Right. Okay. So, I don't have a lot of time left, but yes. I do want to ask you, where is Christy uh, now? Not specifically, but is she uh-huh. is she still getting treatment and what's the next step for her? So she's missing out on her program and her accountability and all that kind of stuff. So she's staying with family right now. Mm-hmm. So next step is we're still fighting this with Jean Tweed. We're trying to get them to um, be accountable to the Ontario Human Rights Code and to the Canadian Charter, which has a you know section that protects sex category in a section in the human rights code which says trans people should be afforded a separate room to prevent the re-traumatization of women in these vulnerable situations and we're talking about the most vulnerable women who are sex abuse victims and you know substance abuse well i uh will keep in touch with you keep our eye on this story i certainly think maybe we'll see some changes over the next uh a few days it's deeply troubling to me that we're even having to discuss this but nonetheless i i so appreciate you coming on with us Thank you. It does feel like we're in the twilight zone, but thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. Dr. Pita Nankaville, who we'll uh, keep in touch with. Look, I'm, I'm stumbling over my words. And when I stumble over my words, it's because I don't even know what words I can use anymore to even have this discussion without getting someone up in my face saying, like, this person has not transitioned. If you've got a penis... Then you're a man. But I know that someone will come out and say, that's not what we say. It's a different pronoun. Fine. But there are a group of women in a shelter and they don't feel comfortable. So at what point do we look at eight women and what's important and what their rights are versus one person who's making all of them uncomfortable?